Hey, Grace Place Church family, good morning. We don't want you to miss uh, next week, Father's Day. It's going to be fantastic. And we had a chance to go down uh, towards uh, the Dallas area. We were in Waxahachie, where my son lives. And uh, how many of you guys, maybe even ladies, know about Meet Church? M-E-A-T Church. So some of you do, a few of you guys know about that. So they do a lot of things on uh, online to show you guys how to prepare brisket and and you know how to do uh, ribs and all kinds of stuff and they've got all the seasonings. So we happen to go in there and uh, find some neat things for guys. So we don't we don't want to miss next week and bring a, a guy with you because they're going to want to take home what we have as a gift for all of our dads uh, this next Sunday. So don't miss that going to be a great time. Today we're going to talk to you about one day, uh, 1 Kings chapter 20, uh, 28 through um, 30. We're looking at a, a passage here that's going to help us lean into that. Uh, we had planned to do this in 2020 and uh, all kinds of things happened. So this is a message that's going to lead us into a season. Now it's not going to be a series, but a season of dreaming. We are now, uh, and maybe God had more perfect timing for this, but we are now going to take full ownership of this campus for the foreseeable future. We have uh, our, our uh, high school that is exiting. They've had property for a little while. They originally came to be with us for four years with a fifth year option. Uh, nine years later, we're saying goodbye <laughs> to Concordia High School. And uh, so we are inheriting this whole campus. And so the timing of this is probably better than the timing we had for 2020. And uh, what we're going to ask you to do, uh, listen closely today, take some notes. But over the rest of the summer, we're going to ask you to dream with us about your one day, the one day that God has planted in your heart. And uh, we're going to have some opportunities for you to paste those dreams up around the campus here. We'll have some locations uh, where probably start right here in the lobby where you can post some things that you believe God has said to you about your one day, okay? So 1 Kings chapter 20, you want to open there to beginning at verse 28. And when it says the man of God, we're talking about the prophet, right? So the prophet comes to speak uh, to Israel and the timeline of all of this, we just came out of the Joshua generation. This is uh, the, the generation uh, after uh, Joshua's generation took the territory, the land. There are still skirmishes and battles and warfares that are taking place for Israel. And this was one of them with the Syrians uh, coming against them to combat them. And the prophet of God comes to speak. And he says, Then the man of God came and spoke to the king of Israel. And he said, Thus says the Lord, because the Syrians have said, the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver a great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And they encamped opposite each other for seven days. So Syrians on one side, Israel on the other side, for seven days. And so it was that on the seventh day the battle was joined, and the children of Israel killed 100,000 foot soldiers, and the Syrians 
uh, of the Syrians in one day. But the rest fled to Apac uh, into the city, and then a wall fell on 27,000 of the men who were left. So in total, 127,000 Syrians were destroyed in one day, in one day. Those two words together, one day, that's the start of a great conversation, isn't it? I mean, it's something that you and I use with some regularity when we get sit down with friends and we think a little bit deeper. We're sitting together over coffee and we're allowed to kind of dream all of the the cursory conversation about weather and all of that has been expired and now we're into deeper things and someone might start the conversation by saying one day it's a great conversation starter and it often leads to exposing our dreams our wishes and our hopes doesn't it one day i'm going to finish my degree one day, I'm going to move to the beach. One day, I'm going to get married. One day, I'm going to buy a home. It may not be in Austin right now, but... <laughs> One day, I'm going to buy a home. One day, I'm going to get a sports car. We start talking about that sports car and the details of it. It's going to be red, and it's going to be great, and I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to wax it you know, every day and take care of it. One day I'm going to open my own business, a dream many of us have had. One day I'm going to open my own business. It's going to be successful. I'm going to get to do what I really want to do. I'm not going to have to punch a time clock and, and report to a boss. I'm going to get to pour out uh, my uh, gifts and, my, uh, and do what I want to do when I start my own business and I'm going to succeed, it's going to be great. I'm putting together a business plan. One day I'm going to retire and then I'm going to do what I want to do, not what everybody else wants to do. One day is a good conversation starter, but it is a poor accountability partner, right? One day is a, a good conversation starter, but it's a, it's a poor accountability partner. Because time slips through our fingers at a, a rapid pace. And if we are uh, going to accomplish that dream, that one day we must do something today in order to impact what will happen on that one day, right? If we are not purposefully living our lives, we're not going to see that one day come to pass. It will only be a figment of our imagination, a, a hope or a wish that we had at one point in our life and now Life seems too real, and that seems like it will never be accomplished, the one-day dream that we had. We often, as human beings, overestimate what we can do in one day. Michelle and I are a poster children for that. We make lists, she especially is a list maker, but we make agendas for the day of what we are going to accomplish in one day. Our list is too big, our time is, timeline is really unrealistic, and it seems like that we never learn the lessons, and as the sun begins to set on our day, we finally, you know, give in and recognize that all the things that we wanted to accomplish, and all of our strength is gone, the sun is down, and the next day is approaching, and we did not get our one-day goal accomplished for that day. 
We also, though, underestimate, don't we? We tend to underestimate at times the little things that we can do each day that will make a difference in the one-day dream that God has given for our lives. Now, back in the day when computers had only megabytes uh, for memory, and very few of them, uh, I was learning how to operate the computer for the first time and took a class on that. And one of the assignments for the class was to write a program in basic language. How many of you ever did that before? Yeah, there's several hands. And so the program was to take um, a penny and have it doubled each day and see how long it would take you to, to get, you know, a million dollars. So the first day you have, you know, your penny and then the next day you have two pennies and, and then two pennies plus two pennies is four, and four pennies plus four pennies is eight, and you, you just keep you know, raising that up, and, and you use the computer program to give you those results. Now, what surprised me, I discovered that on day 27, the doubling of those pennies would bring the total of my money to $1,342,177.27. How many of you would like to be a millionaire in 27 days? All right. <laughs> We can do it. Let's work together. And we'll, you bring the pennies, and I will keep them in the account, okay? <laughs> Only 27 days, and you're going to be a millionaire, right? We really begin to see that doing the little things can make a big difference in our one day, right? Now, the Greeks made a, a clear distinction about time, and I want to share that distinction with you because I think it's not only insightful and useful, uh, but it is something that, that we really need to understand as we go through uh, this, this uh, summer, thinking about our dreams, our one day that God has given us. In English, there are uh, really no, uh, no other word except time, right? And we have that trouble with love, too. We, you know, we, we can't, we you know, have to use it in a sentence to kind of distinguish that you have to speak English to kind of understand the difference, right? Because loving my wife and loving a chocolate bar are not the same, right? But love is that word that is just, you know, we use it, right? Time is that way too, right? Time, uh, we, we don't really have other words for that, but the Greeks had two great words that help us better understand time. The first was, and the most common, was the use of the word time in the Greek was chronos, which is to use the word like chronology, anachronism. Um, the, if we refer to clock time is what chronos is really talking about, time that is measured in seconds, in minutes, in hours, and in years. And that, that uh, is, is time that cannot be retrieved. That's time that once spent is gone and it's, it, you'll never get it back. Kronos is more about quantitative. And then they have kairos, which is qualitative. Kairos is uh, the measure of moments, not seconds. Um, and further, it refers to the right moment and the opportune moment, the perfect moment moment, if you will. The world takes a breath, and in the pause, before it exhales, fate can change the circumstances. We see a picture of this Kairos time in, 
Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Kairos is something that we want to operate in, and we are, it's impossible for us to without God as our partner, but it's something we want to operate in when we're really thinking about the one day that God wants to bring and accomplish in our life. Our text reveals that God who holds the day can do more in that day than we could ever hope to accomplish, no matter how uh, large our numbers, no matter how uh, bright we are, how intelligent we are, how planned out we are, God can always accomplish so much more than you and I can accomplish on our own. But the passage also here reveals the folly of man with respect to time. We are caught in the chronos. We are, we are captured by it. So we only are right here, right now, in this moment. You can't read ahead to the end of my message. You can't you know, go back to the beginning of it. We are just right here in this time spot because we are living in the chronos. The present or the future are un uh, you know, really unclear to us. Our present right here is clear, but our present outside of these four walls is not clear, right? We don't know whether the uh, in some instances, the sun is shining, there's a cloudy day, there's raining uh, down the street a ways, or, or there's something else going on. We just have right here where we're captured is what we see. And so it said in this passage that thus says the Lord, because the Assyrians have said the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver a great multitude into your hand. Now, this is the folly of mankind. The Syrians were seeing their experience that they had lost battles in the hills. And they thought, okay, their God is powerful. He's helping them out in the hills. He's no way they're going to beat us on the field, right? They were captured in the Kronos. They were living right there in what they could immediately see. And as a result of that, they were set up for destruction, right? At, at, at levels that you, can, you and I cannot even imagine. You know, when you think about 100,000 men being slain in, in one day, these guys were not lined up just waiting for Israel to destroy them. This was hand-to-hand -hand combat going on. And these guys were fierce warriors. And they were, they were battling for their lives. And, dis, and God saw to it that, he, that Israel prevailed at that number, actually 127,000, because the ones fleeing, God just knocks a wall over on them, right? So God can accomplish so much more in one day than you and I could ever hope to accomplish. The Syrians were certain they, they had seen things clearly, but they did not. And so it was in the seventh day, the battle was joined, and the children of Israel killed 100,000 foot soldiers of the Syrians in one single day. You can see the Kronos, you know what it is in your moment, right where you're at. But you cannot see the kairos. The, you need God to bring that kind of clarity to you and I. And that has to do more with what God can accomplish through us and with us in the perfect fullness of time, in His timing, in God's timing, who lives outside of time. We've talked about this before when we looked at the book of Revelations. 
how God stands over uh, all outside of all of time, and He is capable in any single moment of seeing time past, time present, and time future. And how you and I need to be joined to a partner like that, right? It'd be great to partner with somebody and go into business with them who could see the future very clearly. You know, we're going to make these uh, flux capacitors. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to sell well or not. And your partner says, I see the future, man. These things are going to sell like crazy. Let's make them. Faster than we can make them, they're going to sell. Wouldn't it be great to have a partner just like that? Will you invite God into your one day over the summer uh, that God would, would come and partner with you and help you dream the big dream that God wants you to dream? Not in just the, the, the chronos side of things, but the kairos side of things. Not the clock time, but the fullness of time. Another picture of this we find in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, where it's talking about the kairos kind of time. To everything, there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Wouldn't you love to partner with someone who knew what Kairos time it was for you and what you should be doing in that moment? No matter how many one-day dreams you have, you cannot accomplish them without the partnership of God. And God wants to be your partner. In 1 Peter uh, 5 and 6, Peter says, here's what needs to happen for you to operate with God in a partnership. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That word there is, is Cairo. That God may raise you up in the perfect moment. That your one day will come to pass, the dream that God has given you, if you have the partnership with God and allow him to exalt you at the right moment of time so that you can accomplish that great dream that God's given you. My brother's been doing some traveling internationally over the last few years, and he's been to India, Mexico three times, to Israel, made a number of trips, and, and most of these trips were missions-directed, and, and uh, many of them, the, the hook, if there was a hook in them, was about you know, sharing the great one days that God had given uh, to these men and women and the great things that are being accomplished. And many of them are, are fantastic. This last most recent trip that he took to Mexico, uh, really, these, these guys are doing some amazing work. 
But the hook, if there is a hook in it, is about take this dream back to your church and, and, and we're, we're trying to get support for it. We see uh, this is a great thing to do and we want to accomplish this for the glory of God. And I was reminded as I was listening to him, especially this most recent time, um, it occurred to me how easy it is that we could enjoy someone else's one day. That you and I could get, you know, discouraged in our one day. That we could see the impossibility of, of, of doing the one day thing that God has called us to do. And, and it would just be okay to get on board with somebody else's one day. We could just celebrate with them. We could go and, and be a part of that. And, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with supporting uh, the work that God is doing. Michelle and I are givers in terms of missions and helping out. So I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm saying it's not a substitute for the one day God has given to you. Some of these ministry teams had planned, they had worked, they had faithfully sacrificed over many years to get to the one day dream that, that God had brought for the mission field for them. We can grow weary though ourselves in our efforts to reach our one day that God has placed on our hearts. And our one day can, at various points in our life, seem impossible financially. It can seem impossible strategically. It can seem impossible logistically. All kinds of things you can fill in the blank that suddenly we get discouraged about our dream and we think it won't come to pass. We once believed in it and now we can't see how it's going to happen. We dared to dream in the beginning. We shared that dream with others, told them about it. We cared for that dream, nurturing it along. We prepared in some respects for that dream. And often we were called in to repair that dream, right? <laughs> it got damaged and wounded. And we did all kinds of things. And then we grew discouraged and we started thinking, Maybe it's not the greatest dream. Maybe that's not really from God. Maybe this is not something we can do. Maybe it really is impossible. When your one day dream seems impossible, it is for you. But when you partner with God, all things are possible. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26 says, With men this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I want to invite our worship team to come back. How many of you in this room and online would say, I have a one-day dream that God has given me? God put it in my heart at some point in my life, maybe early when you were young, maybe more recently, God has place to dream here. How many would say there's a dream that God's given me, a one-day dream? It's bigger than me. It's bigger than I can accomplish. Amen. Praise God. Online, if you're, uh, if God's speaking to your heart right now, I want to encourage you to let us know. You can reach me at info at gp.church. That's an email address, info at gp.church. And, and just sit and say, God's speaking to me. You can share some of your dream if you want. You can just say, pray with me, Pastor, about the dream that God has placed on my heart, the one-day thing that God wants to accomplish, the one, th 
one-day thing that God wants to do. What we want to do on campus here today is as our worship team comes and prepares and gets ready for this last song is as they are leading us in worship, I'm going to encourage you to stand up. And if God has put a one-day dream on your heart, I want you to come forward. Michelle and I want to agree with you in prayer that that one-day dream is coming to pass. The one-day dream that God has, not in the Kronos, in the Kairos, in the fullness of time, God is birthing a dream through you. It's bigger than you. Hey, we've stood, Michelle and I have stood beside some people who are accomplishing great things. We were in Romania uh, several years ago, and we went on to uh, this property that a young girl, she was, she was only like 22, 23 years old. She made her first trip to Romania, realized there were so many uh, in this large city uh, you know, of, of Bucharest that were um, kids that were without parents. They had uh, kind of been abandoned. And they were living down underneath the streets of the city. And many of them were addicted to um, you know, sniffing glue and other kinds of things that were going on just to take away hunger pains and things like that. And she had a, a just a one day, you know. So I was 21 years old, had no connections, you know, she wasn't rich, didn't have a lot of money, but she had, she had this one day dream. I could come here and we could feed these kids at least one time every day. We could, we could see what God would do. And she took that one day dream home and talked to her pastor pastor said, I, I think, you know, there's just a small church. I think God's given you that one day dream. And he began to help her get some uh, partners to a place she could go in Romania, a little apartment that she got. And she started just, you know, out on the streets, taking some food to kids. Other people began to hear about this one day dream. In our organization, the organization I belong to, they began to hear about this one day dream of this little 21 year old girl. And they began to, to steer resources, finances, manpower. And when, we, when Michelle and I got a chance to go see this, it was um, a little village. They had uh, this little uh, place where they had uh, rooms for kids to stay in. And they had a, a, a kind of a, a big banquet area that they meet at every day at noon to feed these kids, give them sack lunches to take back home. There were 500 of these kids coming at that point. Later, it went to near 1,000. On a daily basis, being fed and taken care of, clothed, nurtured, ministered to. Because a 21-year-old girl said, God, I want to do something about that one-day dream that you have. And in the kairos, in the fullness of time, God began to do awesome things in that city using that one young girl that said yes to Jesus. I'll do it, Lord. Don't ever despise the dream that God's given you, no matter how big or how small. You don't have any idea how it will impact the lives of others. Many, many one-day dreams have made the difference in eternity for hundreds and thousands of people. It may not be hundreds and thousands that you see. It might just be one, but that one might go and reach a hundred. That hundred might go and reach a thousand, and so on and so forth. And you have a part in that because you planted the seed. You did your one-day part. And so they come to lead us. 
I'm going to invite Michelle to come with me. We want to lay hands on you and pray for you. Let's stand together. If you have a one-day dream, God's place in your heart, I want to ask you to come down to the front here. We want to pray with you and agree God's going to bring this to pass.